guys, Nancy Hero, and welcome to the High Rates to Humanity. And we've got a really cool guest today, Bonnie Meyer is here. Her book the world is, is called is The Love Affair Behind Silver Arch this is really cool. Now, hi, this is Nancy Earle, and welcome to my show, book, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom like that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to determination. My feature guest will have her own story to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. As she's lost her husband, and she helps other people. In your life. So this is a real inspiring show today. So if you have anybody who has lost a loved one, this would really be a great show to share. So let me just say that before we bring her on today. Um, what's going on in humanity? Well, let me tell you. I don't know. Let's go with the bad news. And I'm going to go with the bad news is that health debates the impeachment of President Trump. And that's what's happening this morning. Now, I will say it says right here, Washington, the House on Wednesday was poised to impeach President Donald Trump a second time, which will make him the first president to face possible removal twice. So the House lawmakers are expected to vote on a single article of impeachment around 3 p.m. Eastern time, charging Trump with incitement of insurrection in the wake of a pro-Trump mob that violently stormed the U.S. Capitol last Wednesday. Um, the vote becomes exactly one week before the inauguration day when Trump will leave office and Joe Biden will be sworn in as president on the steps of the Capitol. Um, I'm going to throw my two cents in here on this one. I think that we need peace and this is not worth it. Let's let it go. Let's just let this go. Let's let Biden come in. Let's have some peace. Um, doing this, I think, my opinion only, my intuitive opinion, is going to cause more trouble. If there's a lot of people out there, I think, that are going to be really upset if they move forward with this. So that's Nancy's prediction on this one. So for some good news today, there was a jogger who smashed the ice to rescue a dog in England. So check this out. So a runner jumped into a frozen lake in Pontefract, England to save a drowning dog before carrying on with his run. So bystander Paula Town posted footage of the rescue online saying, what a hero. This complete stranger rescued this family's dog when it got into trouble. So Darcy Pell, 31, was out for a run with a friend when he spotted this commotion. And as an experienced cold water swimmer, can you believe this? Pell didn't hesitate to enter the freezing water and help the stranded dog swim back to shore. Pell had been hauled, hailed, I'm sorry, as a hero by many who have watched the video. Not a hero, just saw a dog in need, Pell wrote on Facebook. Luckily, swim in cold, icy water as a hobby, and he knows the risk it can cause. Wow, carried on my run after, so no big deal. And he was given a jacket uh, by his buddy so he could continue on with his run. Hey, there's some good people out there in this world. So there you have it. There's the good news for today. All right. Now, who is Bonnie Meyer? Let me just say that um, she's the principal of Meyer Family Enterprises, an investment company dedicated to the regeneration of the planet and society. I love this. After selling Silver Oak Cellars in 2001, Bonnie, now a partner in Meyer Family Centers, a winery run by her son, Matt, and daughter-in-law, Karen. She is also the author of Perfectly Paired, which is what we're going to talk about today, The Love Affair Behind Silver Oak Cellars. Wow. You guys, her website is bonniemeyer.com. Bonnie, welcome to High Road to Humanity. 
Thank you very much, Nancy. Good to be here with you. Thanks for coming on. So I just want you to talk to the audience a little bit. Um, you go back and forth in this book. You start the book where your husband has a heart attack and he dies. And then you go back in time and talk about your story. Can you just say, you know, what inspired you to write this? Good question. <laughs> yeah. What inspired me to write this is because I wanted to share stories actually about a perspective about grief among other things because in our society we tend to avoid it and right. we're kind of grief illiterate in a lot I know, of ways I know that's true right yes and and uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, another forbidden subject and that is that most people that I speak with and ask directly they've had some experience of their loved one after they've died and i talk about that actually right from the beginning and it's comforting it's what is actually happens again for most people and yet we don't talk about it you know you and i are on the same page i agree <laughs> with you wholeheartedly nobody talks about death we're all going to die we know it's coming but we all act like it's a big secret or something now the cool thing that happened to you and i hope you'll tell the story you were after he died you were sitting in the bedroom i believe it was your master bedroom tell the story of what happened and how you knew he was around because this happens to a lot of people it, yeah, it does yeah uh, so I was, I was in, in my bedroom and sitting next to my daughter who was laying in the bed and she had just arrived. This is the day after Justin died. Okay. And we were sitting there quietly talking and there was a niche in the wall across from us about 12 feet away or so that had a little fountain with okay. pebbles in it. And as we were talking, um, all of a sudden, a pebble came flying across the room and landed at my feet. And that's pretty obvious. Right? There's nothing subtle about that. And Holly and I <clears throat> looked down at the pebble. Then we looked at each other. Then we looked down at the pebble again. <laughs> And we looked at each other, and at that moment, she said, hi, Daddy. Yeah. We just, we both knew that it was Justin letting us know that he was there. That he was there. That he was you know, yeah. offering a undeniable message of comfort. I'm here with you. Right. Well, you have a really interesting background. You went to a Catholic school. And he was actually a monk, right? That's correct. I mean, so you, so he was spiritual. I guess I want to get into this. He was spiritual and you were spiritual. Did you guys like do any kind of meditations and stuff during the years that you were married? Or is this something that happened completely after? I would say that, that our spirituality, here's, here's how I would describe it is we did, we, we went to church on a regular basis. In fact, we played music in church. We were nice. the church musicians. Yes, I read that in your book. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and um, but we, 
our spirituality was really on a very practical level. You know, we, we really lived um, in the way that we thought was in accordance with the, the teachings of Christianity. Right. So we deeply respected um, all of our employees and all of our, our customers. We, you know, integrity was a central part. Joy was right. a fun and central part of our business. So yeah. I believe that living these values um, truly made for a successful business, but right. also a successful life. I, you know, in, as I've uh, grown in my spirituality and continued to inquire, I have, uh, I believe now that, that Jesus's teachings and, and he's certainly not the only one, are really a recipe for a good life. Yes. It's not about what you should do or shouldn't do. It's not a code of conduct. Mm. It is, if you do these things, you will have a good life. Right. Love your neighbor. Um, all those things that he tried to, that he told us, be careful of the spoken word. All those things. Yes. Because I agree with you. Because as I do spiritual work, it all goes back to that. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, but meditation and contemplation were definitely part of, uh, of our life, Justin's life. And, and, um, actually the year before he died, he used to go outside just about every night and sit in a rocking chair and contemplate the heavens. Okay. And And just be with nature. So it wasn't surprising at, it, at all that, that he showed up and he showed up the next day after, after the pebble, <laughs> the, the day after the pebble day, he showed up again and, and, and then continued to show up. Well, wait a minute. Didn't he blow, turn on a blow dryer or something? Yeah. And hair dryer. I mean, tell that, tell, tell about that before we go to commercial break. <laughs> um, there was a hair dryer, one of those kinds that, used to be on the wall of a hotel bathroom. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you take, you take the little nozzle off. You, you dry your hair, you put it back on, it stops. He hated it. (laughs) It uh, it was, had been installed before we lived in the house. He hated it because he would hit it with his elbow when he was, you know, brushing his teeth and stuff and, and it would fall off and it would start and he just hated it. So it was very ironic the next morning when all of a sudden the hairdryer went off oh, and I, and I uh, said, well, that's odd. So I took the nozzle off and put it back and it didn't stop and took it off, put it back, didn't stop, did it again. And finally I kind of just shrugged my shoulders and I thought, okay, the hairdryer is broken. And, and then it stopped. Oh. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And and then soon after that, it was actually a friend of mine who had come to be with me um, in the early aftermath of Justin's death that said, you know, I've noticed that every time you're really upset, the hairdryer goes wild. And, <laughs> and, 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 and when you calm down, the hairdryer stops. Oh, or every time you walk in the room, the hairdryer goes on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and I go... Oh, yeah, okay. I guess you're right. And, oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> then you <laughs> realize so, it must be him. Yeah, it must be him. And, and that happened for about a year. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, guys, we got to go to commercial break, but I'm here today with Bonnie Meyer. Her book is called Perfectly Paired. It's a love story, but it's also, she's got a lot of good information in here if you're going through any kind of grief in your life. So um, make sure you pick it up. She does have a website. Um, it's bonniemeyer.com. And this is Nancy Herald. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hey, it's Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Bonnie Meyer. We're talking about life. We're talking about joy. We're talking about death. Bonnie, you were lucky. You had a wonderful marriage. You had a fantastic winery. Talk about the winery. I love the wine. And I want to tell you my experience about the winery. So I go to California. I love California. I'm a California girl. I like it out there. So we go. And I realized like after the third winery that there's a reason there's a bus. <laughs> I was like, I need to go back to the hotel now. <laughs> it's just, I love it. I love going to taste wine. Um, I can't do it as much as I used to. The sugar seems to get to me a little bit. Um, I guess that comes with age. I don't know. Maybe it's part of being uh, an empath. I think some of the sometimes I can't drink. I used to be able to drink wine, and I can't so much anymore. But talk about your winery. Talk about Silver Oak Cellars. A winery is, ah, in romantic terms, it's just a, it's a, we produce something that makes people's life more joyous and better. True. 
you know, great wine um, pairs with great food and can, can lead to a remarkable experience. Yeah. And a well-made wine can taste like velvet in your mouth. It's, you know, yes. it's wonderful. It but is. on a very pragmatic level, it's a food processing plant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I've never heard it put like that. And, <laughs> and, and, and people are, who make wine are actually farmers. Yeah. And uh, Justin actually was famous for saying, and now it's frequently uh, remarked and people have forgotten who, set, who, who started it. Uh, great wines are made in the vineyard. Mm. And more than anything, uh, Justin loved being in the vineyard. And I don't know if you would call him and, or as he certainly wouldn't call himself an empath but he could walk through a vineyard and gently touch the vines. And it's like, he spoke with them. Oh, sure. He did. Yeah. And they, and they responded. Mm-hmm. To him. And that's why the wine was so good because he put his love and his energy. I'm really big into energy. So I should throw that out there. So, you know, um, and I could see that. And he looked, when I saw pictures of him, he was a happy soul. He was. He really was. I mean, that's what I picked up from him immediately. What a happy soul he was. What a jolly guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he was, so he was, a, he was a, um, he was a monk when I met him. He was a Christian brother. Yeah. And Christian Brothers in the 1960s was one of the largest wineries in the world. Wow. And second largest, I think, in the U.S. Made with love. <laughs> and, you know, um, think about and, that. But, but yeah, he looked kind of like the quintessential monk in the winery, you know, kind of (laughs) rugged, yeah, jolly guy with, without a lot of hair on top of his head. (laughs) (laughs) So take me back a little bit. Um, I tell the audience, how did you end up buying this 500 acre farm? And you were young, both of you. I mean, go back to when you first got married and you did this. What was the, how did it happen? Tell us the story if you don't mind. Well, Justin had just left the, the brothers. He had been a monk for 15 years. Right. So, I mean, you, you take a vow of poverty, which then means you don't have a whole lot. Okay. And I had just finished um, college. Uh, so right a few months before we were married, he uh, was approached by a man that he had actually offered some free advice to a few times mm. who had just bought this 500 acres okay, and needed to find a viticulturist who would convert it from pasture into vineyard wow. and, and was desperate actually, because it was, um, it's lender who says, if you don't find an expert, we're not going to be, this deal is done. Oh. And, and um, so he, uh, he just learned that Justin had left, um, had left Christian Brothers and he approached him and over uh, a barbecue on a uh, little redwood table, they not only just uh, agreed that Justin would take care of this and steward this property, um, but that they would start Silver Oak, which was really Justin's dream. Wow. And, um, and so that, that man was Ray Duncan. And, and uh, we were determined that we were going to start that Cabernet-only winery some way or another. Yeah. But, but because of our association with uh, 
in partnership with Ray Duncan, uh, it began immediately. So we crushed our first grapes at Silver Oak um, uh, the same week we were married. Wow, this was divinely guided. Do you look back now and realize that it was divinely guided? Oh, come on. All of it. You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) All of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So the first year, I mean, you got, when you made wine, I mean, how was it? How was the first batch? I don't know what to call it. Maybe I'm calling it the wrong thing. I grew up on a farm too, so I'm calling it a batch. (laughs) (laughs) The first vintage. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Actually, it, it didn't, it didn't start out really well. Um, it rained a lot that first year ah, okay. uh, during harvest. Okay. And so uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a remarkable wine. It was 1972. Okay. But what's interesting is the wine is still alive. I still have a few bottles of 1972. Oh, do you really? From that and oh. and um, on a rare occasion when I open one, I find that the wine is still alive it's um and i don't know again i i really feel like uh justin's our love really went into our wines and there was something magic in in what he was able to do how many years did you or how long did it take you before things really started to roll for you guys and and you became recognized and you because you really have been recognized over the years as you know such a fine winery I know you've sold it and you're doing a a different deal now but how long did it take before all that you know came around it was the actually our third vintage 1974 but it was five years after that so um about seven years it won uh the best like the it's like the best of show um in a in a large tasting in los angeles wow and that that put silver oak on the map and that made my job easier i was selling the wine at that time okay Okay. and uh um but then it was you know it was our motto justin used to frequently say also um we have we have yet to make our best wine oh wow that's one of the things by the way, that makes life good. Not that you're a perfectionist, which is, can actually make life difficult, very difficult for mm-hmm. you. But, but when you are dedicated to the idea that, you know, I can, I think, you know, there just may be a better way to do this. Hmm. And that just, that just adds some juice to our life. Interesting. I like that. So, once you guys got going on, on all of this, you started to give back. And I want to talk about that a little bit. I mean, you, you've done a lot of things to, once you started to be profitable, I mean, obviously you had children over the years. How many children did you have? Three. Three kids. Okay. When did, were you able to start giving back to the community and doing things? Cause you're one of, he's a, he was a giver and you were a giver. I just picked that up. Is that right? <laughs> that's true yeah we're all, we were always active in our community always giving wine to events nice. um and um uh, when again when we were first married we didn't have a lot but i used to get little um requests for donations in the mail and um i decided i was going to give everybody five dollars okay and 
and write a check for $5. And so um, I learned over time that that was actually a bad idea because they shared your name. Oh, no. <laughs> you got more and more. <laughs> oh, no. You got more and more. <laughs> so eventually, we got in contact with some a philanthropy advisor actually way down the road. And, yeah. and I learned that the best thing I can do and the best thing that you can do is actually figure out what you really care most about and, and then give, give to that, give your time and your money to that. And it doesn't matter. All causes are good. Mm -hmm. I used to also try to figure out, well, which is the best thing, you know, and it doesn't matter. It's whatever really speaks to your heart and your soul. I think that's really good advice because I always have had such a difficult time. I'm a little better now, but it used to be, I was like you, I would send a little here and a little there. And yeah, I got a lot of those requests, but now I'm like, okay, I have one or two, you know, I, I, I'm really big on compassion, which is a, a, an organization that helps with children. And I help with that. And I'm really big on St. Jude. So I think you're, you're right. You have to pick a couple that are, you know, and just kind of concentrate on those or even like the local Salvation Army. I always, Mm -hmm. try to do something for because then you know it's your local community hey listen when we come back i want to talk more about um your connection with your husband and your connection with the spirit world so let's talk about that when we come back is that cool All right, you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Bonnie Meyer. Her book is called Perfectly Pair. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding it up. I'm sure we can pick this up on Amazon. Is that proper? Yes. That that's true. Yes. All right. And if you want to contact her, she does have a website and she also has a podcast and we're going to talk about that as well. So this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Let's hit the high road. 
Hi, it's Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Bonnie Meyer. We're talking about lots of stuff. Bonnie, I, you got into more spirituality, it seems, after your husband passed and he started to send you signs. And then I read in your book that you um, started to find out, you found out about the Monroe Institute, which I know about the Monroe Institute. And that kind, did that kind of catalyst you a little bit or talk about that? You know, let me go back to what we were just talking about. We were talking about the winery. And I think um, what we did at the winery, especially what I did, is just follow the signs. Oh, good. Yes. You know, just follow. What, what, what is it that, that um, was inspiring to people? What were our customers leading us? Where were they leading us? Oh, so you started and, to pay attention to what they were saying and listening to them. Yes. Okay. And, and where the business was leading us. Okay. And so I did the same thing after Justin died. Yes, he showed up first in a pebble and then in a hairdryer. Who, you know, who knew, right? <laughs> who would have guessed? And and uh, and then um, actually, the one of the things that happened soon after that is I had a lucid dream. Okay. And a, a lucid dream is different from a regular dream is one where you know that you're dreaming and you're more overtly participatory in that dream. Mm -hmm. And I had this lucid dream of Justin and outrageously enough, the first thing I said to him is, don't you know, you're dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I saw him in front of me and you know, what a thing to say to somebody, <laughs> but, but um, then we proceeded to have kind of a normal conversation about our kids in the okay. same way that we would when he was alive. And, and so I, um, and then when I woke up, I was felt comforted by that dream. And, and yet also just, ah, he's gone again. And mm -hmm. so then I began to wish for more of those dreams and every now and then they would show up, but I couldn't connect with Justin of my own volition. I see. And then someone gave me some books by a book by Robert Monroe and I read it and I became very intrigued mm -hmm. and eventually found out that the Monroe Institute was still uh, going and decided to take some of their courses. And in the very first uh, course, the gate, their gateway course, I um, it was the fourth day and I was in meditation and here Justin was again, right in front of me wow. and in a way that was even more um, powerful than those dreams. I no, that's in. as you're meditating, correct? Yes. Okay. In meditation. And it was, um, I was really surprised. I figured I was going to have to study this stuff for a long time before I got oh, there. Oh, so you were shocked when he showed up. <laughs> I was. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is really going to be hard. And as it turns out, it wasn't. Wow. And, and um, so I continued. So I was very intrigued. And I can, um, I, by by what I could do and what I learned to do at the Monroe Institute. And so I continued to take courses there. Um, but what I would like to share with your listeners is that the openness 
you know, so I've heard from so many people that, oh yeah, my, after my husband or my, my mother or somebody died, the lights would flicker, but you know, I just figured there's something wrong with my, like, you know, my mm -hmm, electricity mm -hmm. right. and, and uh, being open to receiving the messages. Is that yeah, what the possibility yeah. is actually, um, it's a pathway. If, you know, if I have a friend who knocks on the door and I don't answer the door, they can't come in. That's right. You know, or if I open the door and say, no, I don't want to see you or I don't believe you're there and I close the door, how can we have a conversation? Right. No, that's true. Uh, so, so um, I write about these things in, in, my, in my book to help people feel that same comfort that I felt yeah. um, from connecting with Justin and know that it's available to all of us. Right. You know, and that's, that's true. That's so true. I always talk about, I tell the audience, they've heard it many times, but I'll tell you when my dad died last year, I didn't get, I wasn't with him. And so my daughter did the FaceTime thing and I told him I loved him and what a great dad he was because I had the best dad in the world. And then uh, I went back in the living room and it wasn't too long after he had to have passed because I looked up and I saw him like in the mm -hmm. distance. Do you know what I mean? But he was young. Mm -hmm. and he, he did a wave like, hey, see you later, Nan. <laughs> and, and that was the biggest godsend. That was the biggest blessing because God let me see. He yeah. let me see that, yeah, this stuff's real. And there's more after this. And once you realize this isn't it, it changes you and you live differently. And that's what I think people need to learn is that this isn't it. So what we do down here makes a difference. You know what I mean? It yeah. really does. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my experience. Well, and we've been told, we've been told that this isn't it, but we don't necessarily, but a felt experience or a lived experience is, is much more powerful than yeah. something that you believe Yeah, and have been told. Right. And, um, but I want to continue on to say, so the Monroe Institute is, and meditation is one path. Sure. Um, but there's a woman, Karen uh, Brailsford. Oh, who, yeah. Oh, no, not Karen. Sorry. No, no, no. It's somebody else. I'm like, I know her. <laughs> yeah. No, it was somebody else who I read their book. Oh, yeah. Christina Rasmussen. Okay. And, and she, she wrote, a, wrote a book. Um, her husband died when I think they were, she was in, they were in their 30s. Okay. And, oh, wow. Um, and she wrote a book, Where Did You Go? Uh -uh. And she she actually created a program and a path to, to, to find the person with your loved one. Yeah. That's actually very simple. Nice. So it, all of this is actually available right. um, to, to all of us is what I want to say. And it's not, it's not hard. It's not, it's not 
an arduous journey, like I thought it Well, yeah. Be. And like you said in the beginning of the show, we people don't talk about this because for some reason, um, this was all hush hush. But now you're doing a show. I do a show. People talk about this. You know, people talk about connecting with the other side and connecting with their loved ones and they're not gone. And that's what's really cool, you know, is that, you know, we're getting it out there. Tell people about your podcast. Why did you start doing a podcast? Tell Tell everybody what I want to know. I'm so excited that you. Um, I guess it's been about six months ago that I decided I would be a a YouTuber. Okay, (laughs) is that what we are? (laughs) And and what's what's really funny about that is I don't. um, I'm camera shy. I and and pretty private generally, and in, in my personality. Mm-hmm. But I just decided I had a few more th- things to say beyond beyond the book. So I, I uh, uh, started making some videos. It's called, they're called vlogs, which I had never even heard the term before okay. a few months ago. And what's um, the name of the show? It's called Divine Conversations with Love Bonnie it. Meyer. Love yeah. it. Divine Conversations with Bonnie Meyer, you guys, she's on YouTube. If so look for her and check it out. I, you know, it's funny. Um, what you just said is exactly why I did it. I wrote a book, wake up, the universe is speaking to you. I just want, there was more I had to say, and I felt like I needed to be heard. And it comes from right here, you know, like there's a, there's a gut feeling that says, get out there and speak, you know, and, and is that how you feel too? That that's exactly it, and, and and of course, all of this happened during this COVID time, yeah. which I uh, felt like people uh, that I could offer messages that had a little bit of humor, a little bit of hope, mm-hmm. um, uplift people just a little bit, even when the messages were dire. I, my first message, I actually was inspired by the first uh, raging nap of fire that we had. And everyone wanted to know what was happening. So I just, you know, made a video about that and just said, you know, no matter what, despite all of this, we're all okay. I'm okay. We're okay. Yeah. Cool. Hey, guys, we're going to commercial break. I'm here. Well said, by the way. I'm here today with Bonnie Meyer. Her book is called Perfectly Paired. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding it up. You can pick it up on Amazon. She has a really cool podcast out there. You guys are going to have to check it out. This is Nancy Yearout. This is Pirates of Humanity. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road do you feel like something is missing in your life do you feel lost or alone do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul what if you were given the ability to change your life for the better to create what you want for yourself if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire. This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. 
because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hey, it's Nancy, you're out, and I'm here today with Bonnie Meyer. It's our last segment. Hey, Bonnie, what do you want to share with the audience? What's important that, that you tell them? And, and one thing I read, oh, before I forget... You said a lot of your friends have come to you now for advice. So you've, you know, cause your husband's been gone and you've been doing this work and then you've had other people who have had friends who have passed or a husband or wife have passed and they've come to you. So you've kind of taken on a whole new persona there. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it that, but, but you know, if you've um, you've lost somebody that your partner or yeah. somebody that you've, very, very close to um, you. Not all of your friends will really understand. Uh, the people who do understand are people who have also lost someone. Mm. And so, yes, people have come uh, more and more uh, come to me to uh, just share, share their experience. Uh, what I, what I did at that, at that time, actually, I eventually found a, uh, support group oh, okay. um, run by the Center for Attitudinal Healing, which was created by a good friend, Jerry Jampolsky. Okay. Uh, and where and people, you know, it's a shared experience. You, you know, who else can you talk to and have the conversation about, well, I don't know when I want to get rid of his clothes. Right. You know, I don't, uh, or what I'm going to do with, um, his remains or, or, you know, all, all of those things that we've faced when we've lost a, a loved one. Mm 
<clears throat> but I'd There's like not to enough, say, is there? There's not enough of those groups, is there? <laughs> and no, but it's... Well, I mean, no, it just seems like right. it, you know? It just seems like there's not enough of them. Like, we need more of that because people die every day. I mean, why don't we have these things, you know? Well, and, and again, I think we, we shy away from conversations about death, but, but they are, they're really helpful. So in my book, I, I, um, in one place, I actually make a long list of the symptoms of grief. So you're not blindsided. My kids actually thought that somehow my husband dying um, meant I immediately had Alzheimer's. They actually were... <laughs> No, seriously, <laughs> seriously, they, they, they thought I had really lost my mind. And why, why would they, why would they? Well, because when you're in grief, you, your memory's not so good. It's like having a really bad case of the flu. You just can't think clearly. Right. And I brought that up to you when I talked to you on the phone before we did the show. You guys, in her book, she has a whole list of things. And it was interesting because it just doesn't, I mean, if you're going through any kind of grief, this really was helpful, I thought. You know, you give the positive, you know, and the negative, you give both, you know, which was kind of interesting. So that was very helpful. Well, and let me speak about grief generally. Okay. So we, we tend to talk about grief in terms of someone uh, that we've lost but it's also something or it's a role that we've had. Mm -hmm. So right now, everyone in our country is experiencing some form of grief. Uh, We have lost our jobs. We have our business is struggling or we lost our business. We've Mm -hmm. lost our role that we played. Uh, We lost, I've, We've all lost the carefree freedom to just go out and hang out with our friends. Well, yeah, and it's getting worse. Yeah, and it's getting worse. Things are not getting better Mm -hmm. either. Right. And and if we're we're a stalwart supporter of um, President Donald Trump, we're in grief right now because uh, we feel like He's being threatened, unduly threatened. Mm-hmm. And if we are on the other side mm-hmm. and we feel like um, we were really shocked at what happened at the Capitol, we're in grief for our country and in fear about democracy. So there's, there's personal loss, there's political loss, there's loss of health, and then there's loss of, of um, our loved ones. So we're all experiencing a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. And the good news is it is like everything that's challenging. It is an opportunity. Right. Uh, I was talking with somebody uh, just the other day and they said, this is, this is resilience training. All of it is resilience training. Well, yeah, because we're learning what's really important in life. And we've looked outside of ourselves for so long. And now people are starting to realize, oh, it's not the outside. And this is what I believe humanity has to learn, that the treasure is on the inside. The treasure is not on the outside. It doesn't matter what we look like. And and we have to stop the judging and just, you know, we're all, it's interesting. We're these souls with, and we're all this energy and we're all just looking for love and comfort. And it's just, you know, it's just amazing. And I think we're starting to get there. What do you think? What do you think? Well, that, I think that's it. I think a lot of people, especially if you like your family, 
<laughs> I laugh. Okay. Yes. Um, it, people have, have really enjoyed spending a little more time with each other. Yeah. And but if you, you don't, are, you learn who you don't want to hang out with <laughs> anymore, right? That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, you know what? Well, wait, I got to interject there because I this is true. And, and we laugh about this, but I want to say this. There are people in my life as I've become more spiritual, more connected to the divine, to God, I don't hang out with anymore because they are Debbie Downers and they're really bad energy and they're toxic. And so I have different friends than I used to. You? Oh, absolutely. In fact, by yeah. the way, that immediately happens after you lose your spouse. Oh, really? Yeah. And, oh. and um, you find out people, people are afraid to, again, afraid to talk about grief. And some people will actually fall away very dramatically. And other people that you hadn't expected oh, will wow. show up. And um, yeah. But also, I want to say something that kind of switch a little bit. And, and our, uh, again, our country is in grief. Each one of us is in grief and our mm -hmm. country is in grief mm -hmm. right now. I agree. And, and um, the great opportunity for growth is we have been, we are a country of immigrants. 99% of us have come from somewhere else. Right. There's less than 1% are Native Americans. And, and we are strong individuals. And we come from pe courageous people who will... I know, I'm a Scot. I'm, I'm, I'm a courageous one. I hear you. They, you know, they, when, when, when our, our parents or grandparents came, mm -hmm. they, you know, they, were, they had no idea exactly what they were going to find. Right, but and, they did. And yeah. So we are fierce individuals, and yeah. and now is the time actually to mature into the next level and actually become uh, a healthy and connected community. Yeah, and that's that's the opportunity, the growth opportunity that we have mm -hmm. as as a country is to begin yeah. to come together. And care about more about each other right. than we do about ourselves. Well, and that's it. Love each other and, you know, quit judging. That's the biggest thing uh, that I've learned this last year and, and I've talked about on the show mm -hmm. is, you know, don't judge somebody. You have no idea what their path has been. You have no idea what their life is like. Yeah. They don't know what yours is like. Don't judge. And we are such a judgmental uh, society here in the United States, what you look like, where you live, what kind of car you drive, all of this. And uh, that has to stop. People are people. We come into this world, my dad used to say, we come into this world with nothing and we leave with nothing. And that's the truth, you know? Yeah. Truly. Right. So it's the quality of, of my heart, the quality of your heart. Right. Uh, when you're talking about you're attracted now to to different people than you were before. Yeah. It's, I actually read people's vibration. Absolutely. And, and it's the people that literally that I resonate with. Right. Um, that are the ones that I hang out with. Right. 
and uh, you got new friends. That's awesome. Well, your vibration changes, and we, I need to say that um, to the audience. You know, you know, when you start to do this work and you elevate your vibration, it's not your. It's just you're different. So maybe the people that you used to resonate with vibrationally, you don't resonate with now because you're into a different mode because you've come to some realizations in life and you look at life a little differently. Um, I can say I have a different perspective than I used to. Is that how you look at it too, Bonnie? Yeah. And I think of a different, um, I, I have a much different uh, worldview and it's, mm-hmm. I don't, it's not the most accurate term, but it's like, I look at the whole, but my, my worldview almost comes from more of a universe perspective. It's right. a universe view. Right. And, and what I thought, what I know now to be true, that, that I can connect with someone who's, who's, um, who's past, who's on the other side, that our relationship can continue and does continue. That's um, huge. That, you know, yes. this, is, this is different than what I was taught. Right. And, um, and so my, my view of, of what's possible and my life, your life is different than it was. Right. Hey, thanks for coming on my show today. I really liked having you on. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, you guys, her, her book is called Perfectly Paired, The Love Affair Behind Silver Oak Cellars um, by Bonnie Meyer. And it's M-E-Y-E-R. If you want to go to her website, it's BonnieMeyer.com. Bonnie, I hope you come back and see me again. I would love that. Okay. It's been a, been a delight. Good. Thank you. Good luck with your show. You guys, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. And I will see you guys next week. Everybody take care. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys. Join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. If you can achieve your goal